welcome to the Dragon Thistle Rugby Pod. I'm Sean, as usual. I'm joined by Mike. Say the same every week. How's it going, mate? Yeah, all good, mate. Yourself? Not bad. Knackered. Absolutely. You've been grafting today? Mate, shocking work. Shocking work. We've got to get uh, a job that we thought was all right. They're like, yeah, got to be all done by October the 6th. So, it's a lot. It's a lot. Like, it's a lot of work. It's good. A lot of overtime. So, yeah, not too bad yourself. Yeah, finding my feet. New job, new location. So, uh, finding my feet. I had a nightmare this morning. Opened the shower door straight onto my toe. Bust my nice. toe. So, uh, yeah. But other than that, no, not too bad. Um, just, uh, yeah, just a bit knackered yourself, like yourself. Uh, busy couple of days. You had a few beers on the weekend, didn't you? Had a couple, just a couple, yeah. <laughs> nothing too, nothing too mental. Got right. a nice Stein. Stein, not a Stein for a while, so that was decent. Oh, I just shit told me. You steaming, were you? I was bladdered Saturday. I wasn't this. Oh, I didn't have any shots, did I? So I stayed awake. But yeah, like a good twelve-hour all day. Who, who are you what? out with, Smith? Football, yeah, I was out with the wife and uh, her cousin and his missus. It's a good day. Yeah, it was a good day. Sat in a big, big beer garden, big screen outside. Watched some football all day, really. And then uh, went into town, went into Liverpool afterwards. Back down to the old uh, Only Fools and Horses bar. <laughs> Go there You're all there the time. Again. You love it in there. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you why, in fairness, like, because we know we can go in there, there's live music. That's what I'm like, you know, it's kind of just an easy location now. Like, and it's good, like you said, there's live music and it's a good crack down there. So, yeah, went down there, had a few beds. I was hanging out Sunday, went to a, went to a family barbecue before COVID shut us down and, yeah, sat there. It was a nice barbecue and all that, but you know when you're hungover. Oof. You're not, you're not in lockdown in um, in um, Liverpool, are you? In Birkenhead, not. No, 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 no. But obviously, it's gonna as of is it Monday? They're gonna restrict it to six people, aren't they, in a household or something? So uh, yeah. it was like it was like a family barbecue, so there was like quite a few people there. So it was good, it's good. But yeah, no. No beers this weekend. The wife's away, so I I literally get to sit here and watch rugby all weekend. All the European rugby, roll the European rugby, all the football. Happy yeah. days. Yeah, blind, and she's not back till Monday, and then I'm off next weekend. Really, so happy days. Yeah, yeah, it could be worse, couldn't it? Uh, right, that's enough bullshit from us. Well, before we continue on, I better do the old. Uh, it's my missus' birthday today, so happy birthday, Helen. Oh. Happy birthday, yeah. Heather. I got some. Uh, I got rinsed on Facebook for writing nice stuff about her today. So it's beautiful, mate. Brought a tear to my eye. Nice. You try to no be nice, kn- you get thrown back in your face, don't you? No, no one knew you had it in you, mate. Just <laughs> Honestly, mate. If you speak like that at your wedding, I'll probably cry again. <laughs> yeah. Happy birthday, Heather. <laughs> Hope you have a good one. Do you <laughs> We'll explain it one day why I call her Heather. Right, we'll move on before uh, before I embarrass you anymore. Um, so, news. I've got a bit of news this week. 
Um, I'll start with something that has annoyed me. So Wales announced this week that they've got a new shirt sponsor. We've had we've <laughs> had Under Armour for the last I don't know how long, and we've decided to downgrade to Macron, which is an Italian company. Um, it's a seven-year deal for thirty million. The one thing I will say about it is apparently that Macron have pledged six millions worth of kit to the amateur game in Wales. So I think every Apparently, every amateur club in Wales is going to get kit um, from Macron, which I think is kind of cool as part of the deal. Yeah. But it's Macron at the end of the day. Macron. We've gone from Under Armour, top class, world known, to Macron. And I know, obviously, Macron sponsor Italy. They sponsor Scotland, don't they? Yeah. And I've never had any Macron gear, so I don't know. So I'm just going off the reaction of a lot of people. So my thing with Macron, I don't mind some of the kit designs. I thought our last one was decent. I'm not as keen on this one. It's the sizing that seems to annoy everyone. The sizing yeah. seems to be the, the, the big factor with everyone. But so, I thought the kit and some of the training kit for Scotland was pretty decent in the last year or two. So, so I've heard sizing and quality. And this is obviously, I think people, you know, I think some people are going to go, well, you know, you just it's because of Macron. Macron sponsor Cardiff and the Scarlets as well. And I know they sponsor uh, Edinburgh and Glasgow, don't they, as well? Or at least one of them, Glasgow. Glasgow. Probably. Um, Probably. And a lot of people I've, I've read online, and there's a lot, have just said it's terrible. The quality is terrible. The sizing is all over. Like, for me, I'm a big lad, you know, 6'4", six, 6'5". Bit of tub on me. Um, if I say if I wanted a double XL, <laughs> someone, some bloke says if you want a double XL, you best get like a four XL. Yeah, double XL is probably like a nice athletic, sleek person like myself, mate. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. It's not not for like fatties like me. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I've like bought a whale shirt. I'm one of them. I know it's expensive, but ever since I was a kid, I bought every new Welsh. I've got every new Welsh shirt since I was eight years old. So it's a fair run, and this is this could be the run where it, this is the one where I don't buy. To be fair, I'll have to wait and see what it's like. But I'm not. I just think it's such a downgrade, and I just hear bad things about it. But I don't want to think about it. Don't want to think about it. <laughs> but there's a lot of backlash from the fans. It's good for money-wise, apparently, because the Under Armour deal was for the shirts and they also had to have the naming rights for our Autumn Internationals. So it was always the Under Armour November Internationals. And what they're saying now is we're getting the same money, but obviously we can sell the naming rights. So I get it. It's a lot to do with money, um, which is understandable. And I suppose it, as, the, as the game it is now, but yeah. Can't get out of my head, Macron. Under Armour to Macron. I, I've been taking a piss out of my mate in work about Umbro, and he just laughed in my face. And I've got, I've got no comeback. Got no comeback. Unbelievable. Um, so, yeah, that's that's the first bit I wanted to get off my head. Um, second bit, um, apparently, um, this these are rumoured, but 
there must be some truth to it. Um, the first two rounds of the Pro 14 or Pro 12 have been announced. Uh, first game's going to be on October the 3rd. Second game's October the 10th. I'm guessing they're going to change round because they're not all going to play on the same day, are they? So it, no. imagine it starts on October the 2nd on a Friday. Use our Friday night games and spread over the weekend. The other thing that I, when I read about it, they were saying that it, apparently the South African teams, the two teams, potentially could be coming in halfway through the season. I don't know how that. Yeah. Works. So I think what it work. was is they were going to play. Is it play everyone or play like every team in your pool in your league once up until Christmas? And then if the South Africans join in, then that, that's fine. But then if they don't join in, they just reverse the fixtures for the second part of the season. Something yeah. like that. So it's, uh, it's um, yeah, it's a bit mad. But good to see that we finally got a date. We've only got to wait, what, two or three weeks, haven't we? Two weeks. Yeah. Two weeks for the start of the season. So that's good. We'll get a good few games in before, obviously, the, um, the international start at the end of October, which is good. So... I'll just reel off who we've got. So we've got uh, Cardiff, we've got Zebra first up. Nice, easy start. Scarlet's got Munster at home. It's a tough one. Dragons, Leinster away. Chin up. <laughs> um, Edinburgh, we've got Ospreys at home. Nice draw. Easy, easy, easy win. And then uh, they'll probably just... Um, there'll be too much pressure for them, mate. They'll probably just fuck it up. <laughs> and then uh, Glasgow, we've got Connor away. So, yeah, some tough fixtures to start off with. The second weekend, Blues got Connor at home, Dragons got Zebra at home, Osprey's got Ulster at home, Glasgow Scarlets, and then okay. Edinburgh away to Munster. Yeah, Glasgow Scarlets, good game. Yeah, it's a tough one, isn't it? It's a tough one. So, um, just happy to see them. Hopefully, we get a, a full fixture list soon. Because... Uh, these rugby will be coming but I'm just saying that by the time October comes it'll be just pure international rugby run it so um, what else have I got here uh, Autumn Nations confirmed to be on Amazon Prime not a problem for me I've got Amazon Prime and basically the, the way they've worked it is if you're a Welsh fan you can actually watch all the games for free because the first game against Ireland is on Channel 4 and then the rest of the games on Amazon Prime, you can get a month free on Amazon Prime. So just start your subscription off, get your, your free month, and then um, see it off afterwards. So obviously, all the, there's been a lot of complaints. All the Welsh games are going to be on S4C. A lot of Welsh fans annoyed because it's going to be in Welsh. It's just quite funny. <laughs> it's just quite funny, isn't it? It's just quite funny. Yeah. Um, it's one of my. I know you said it to me the other day. You could just probably watch the game with the radio on, couldn't you, or something? Yeah. yeah. I mean, like I say, the way the way round it is that you watch the first game. The the friendly is probably going to be on BBC or S4C. Um, the Scotland games on the BBC. Then the Wales Ireland game, our first fixture in the autumn autumn nations, is on Channel Four. So then, just like I say, just get an Amazon Prime membership for a month for free yeah. and then see it off simple isn't it simple it is simple way just like listen at the end of the day it is this alright you've got to pay to watch and play but it's just like rugby rugby union is on its bones of its arse like it needs money 
And this could yeah. be something that really, you know, Amazon is, going. Yeah, yeah. Amazon is a big company. And they're probably, uh, from like stuff I've seen on there, I don't think they're going to go half-hearted about it. I think it will be decent. It can't be any worse yeah. than Premier Sport because that is garbage. <laughs> um, uh, last bit of news from me. Um, the Wales versus France friendly, which I've just spoken about, uh, might not happen now. Um, the French clubs aren't happy that they they don't really want to release their players um, for the game. Um, I think they were happy to to have the five week period for this Autumn Nations in the end of Six Nations, but they're not too happy about releasing there to the point where the league is actually threatening to sue the French Rugby Union. Classic French, this. It's classic French rugby, this, isn't it? Um, but we'll see where that leads. Hopefully it happens. Um, I don't know. I don't really want to play against France's second or third team. Or, you know, So I don't know. We'll have to see how that goes because there's not really that long to organise something else. We end up playing Spain or Germany or something. So, yeah, we'll see what happens there. You got anything? Yeah, so one of the ones I've one before we were chatting, one I forgot to mention to you. So I mentioned uh, on the last show about, like, obviously Frank Murphy is uh, repping the Bordeaux-Edinburgh game. Oh, yeah, yeah. But his assistant referees are French and uh, the TMO's French as well, which I think is, like, wow. a bit... So obviously he didn't referee, in my opinion, that well for Edinburgh and Edinburgh's the game and he was Irish, obviously. And then, but this one with the Bordeaux, you've got that same ref, and then like all the assistant referees are French. Um, just seems a bit a bit off to me personally. Um, but you know, it is what it is. I'm, I'm assuming they don't want more people traveling than have to, than they have to. But if the refs traveling, then you know why can't assistant referees accept to travel? But it is what it is. Um, what else did I have? Is that, is, um, do, you reckon, yeah, do you reckon that is because of COVID and having? people travelling and stuff. I mean, it's, Possibly, it's, but I mean, Frank Murphy's, right. Frank Murphy's travelling, so... Yeah, 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 I suppose so, yeah. It's, it is um, it's a strange one. Yeah, but hey-ho, it is what it is. It'll be interesting to see what comes of it. Um, the other bit of news I had was just about, obviously, Hamish Watson and Rory Sutherland have both come out basically saying that obviously they need to... Um, get rid of the, the Ulster ghosts from uh, from last week or from the other week and um, obviously try and put things right against Bordeaux. I think it'll be really interesting to see how Edinburgh come out against Bordeaux. Um, you know, whether they come in out licking the, just to lick their wounds or if they, if, they, if they really front up. So they both come out and said that. So they've made a statement and with them two coming out and saying that, you know, Edinburgh really have to step up. Well, yeah, obviously there's a lot of disappointment. I think no, it's probably good for them as they had a game this soon after that disappointment. Yeah. Because obviously they can yeah. come back from it, can't they? They've got a tough one, mind you. Oh, yeah. um, Hopefully come back from it. And then the last bit I had was just uh, I listened to um, an interview. I'm only halfway through it, so it's, I don't know what else is going to come from it, but I was listening to an interview on um, The Good, The Bad and The Rugby uh, with Stuart Hogg. And uh, just some of the things he came out with were quite interesting. The one that really stood stood, stood out for me was um, after he did the Lions tour, the 2017. After that, obviously, he had a fractured eye socket. And uh, he also had a reconstructive surgery in his shoulder. And when he came back into, like, um, the Glasgow team and for Scotland, 
Um, you know, he really struggled and he was trying to prove people wrong. So made him try too hard and, and he wasn't enjoying his rugby anymore. And he said, like, you know, if he'd been 31, 32, you know, he'd, he'd, he'd have walked away from rugby at that point. Um, and it's quite interesting because it's not something you'd have thought from someone like Stuart Hogg, who's openly admitted to being like obsessed with rugby. But, you know, you just don't know what's going through people's heads sometimes. Well, I suppose that's the um, that's the thing as well, isn't it? Like, no one... Uh, probably the, the disappointment of missing out on a Lions cap um, and obviously hurting them the way he did. Um, fuck. Sorry, I'm just trying to search something. I want to see the referees for the, the Scarlet's game. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, yeah. I mean, that's quite shocking from him, really, because you, you, you see him quite a, he's a confident player, isn't he? Yeah. Um, doesn't say. Oh, well, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, one other thing, which I just I just spoke to you about, haven't I? Um, obviously, Georgia are going to be in the Eight Nations, but it seems like they're in a bit of turmoil at the moment. Uh, news coming out of the Georgian Rugby Union is that the vice chair, I believe it's the vice chairman, um, the vice chairman <laughs> has shot, he's a former sevens player, but I'm guessing he's got something to do with the Rugby Union. He shot him in the leg today. Um, obviously, they must have had a disagreement or something. <laughs> hell of a disagreement. That's, that is a hell of a disagreement. Um, oh, with the Scarlet's game, the referee is also Irish. And his assistants at TMO were also French. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, yeah. We're in the same. It must be something to do. Yeah. It's got to be. I'll have a look now. I've got up there. So, the Dragons game is a French referee and all his assistants and TMO are English. So it must be only the re- main referees who are allowed to go and they're just going to eat. So it's obviously one person travelling. Yeah. Uh, that makes sense, but yeah. Still not ideal. No. Yeah, so anyway, don't mess with don't mess with the Georgian Rugby Union. Give them what they yeah. want. Because um, they'll, they'll see you off. Yeah, big time. Big time. Big time. Must have been a uh, hell of a disagreement, that. Yeah, well, why... It's just like sat there, just be like, "Listen, mate, I thought it was a try, it wasn't a knockoff." Are you sure, mate? He was the ex um, Evans captain of the Georgian team as well. That's the ex Evans captain, yeah. Um, yeah, bit of a mad one. Um, don't reckon you'd see that in the Welsh Rugby Union. They probably just like throw a pint over each other or something. <laughs> throw sandwiches at each other. All right, okay. Well, I think that's, that's it for news, isn't it? I think so, mate, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is, yeah. Bored. <laughs> right, so we'll move on. <laughs> so, basically, what we're here to talk about tonight is obviously the European fixtures, Europe this weekend. Luckily enough, there's uh, interest from uh, Welsh and Scottish teams compared to, obviously, there was no interest in the semi-finals of the Pro 14 COVID Cup. No one's really bothered about. Um yeah, it's actually quite nice that we can talk about uh, the Welsh uh, Welsh teams as well. So, obviously, you've got Friday night, tomorrow night, we've got uh, Bristol versus Dragons. Tough one. Uh, Saturday, half 12 kickoff. Strange on that. I think that's because all 
the uh, the European Cup games, isn't it? But you've got Bordeaux versus Edinburgh and then quarter past eight, Saturday night, two on Scarlet. So we might as well do them in, in order because obviously teams have been announced for the uh, Bristol Dragons game, hasn't it? Um, yeah. Ruthless. Going to be a very, very hard game for the Dragons. Um, straight from the off. Um, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a positive person, but, you know, this this, this is Bristol's game to lose, uh, to, to lose, isn't it, really? Definitely, definitely. So, no, like, if, for me, personally... Oh, God, sorry, mate. No, I was just going to say, if you were to put both teams together um, from what they've picked there, I was hoping Bristol might have... I mean, I said it last week, I was hoping they might... Um, go for the league a little bit more, but obviously they've, they've gone all all in, haven't they? They rested every single person, and even even their second team put managed to concede fifty against Wasps first team, but also put thirty five on them as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, uh, tough game for them, especially away from home. Although I'm not sure whether that really matters at the moment with not having any fans in. Um, yeah, tough game though. Tough game. So I'm just looking at both teams here now. And to be honest, I think it's something we, we said before there. It's actually, uh, apart from probably the second row, it's actually quite a, a strong looking, for the first time in a long time, it's a very strong looking Dragons team. But unfortunately, they're playing against a team which has got, you know, Charles Piatau and Semi Rajraja and you know, Carl Sinclair, Stephen Lewatua, Nathan Hughes, Ben Earl. Obviously, John Afoa on the bench, Dan Thomas, Welsh lad. Yeah. Tough game, tough game. For me, for the Dragons, I, I mean, I just want to see them have a go, really. I, I, think, I think they'll know, and a lot of people know, that the underdogs, he's probably picked the strongest team he could pick. Um I'll just run through it. Um, so, fullbacks Jordan Williams. He's a really exciting player. He's on the small side, though. Uh, Jonah Holmes is going to make his debut. It'll be interesting to see how he goes. I think he's a good player. Then you've got Tom- Tompkins and Jamie Roberts in the centres. Decent partnership. Yeah. Uh, Aston Stewart on the other wing. Halfback Sam Davis and Roger Williams. Uh, Brock Harris, Elliot D, Leon Brown in the front row. This is where they're weak. The second row, I, I think this is obviously where they're trying to get Will Rollins in. But they've got um, Davis and Screech. And then back row, strong back row. You got uh, Wainwright, Keddie and Moriarty. I'd have picked Tane Basham. I think Tane Basham is a, a superstar. I think he's going to be a superstar in the making him absolute class. But I think just because of the size of Bristol's forwards and they've got very strong forwards, uh, I think that's why they've gone for Caddy as well to add a little bit of size in there. So... Bench is a bit thin. Tame Basham's a class player. You got that the new lad masking you in the second row, and Hibbard can still do a bit. But yeah, no, it's it's all against them really. To be honest, if they can stay in the game for the first 50, 60 minutes, anything can happen. But I can't see anything but a convincing win for um, for Bristol. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, not to try and be like over. I mean, I actually was surprised by Dragon's team. It's a lot 
probably better than I thought uh, they would. I quite like to see uh, the Jamie Roberts Nick Tompkins uh, partnership. I might think that yeah. Jamie Roberts can uh, punch some decent holes and make some space for uh, for Nick Tom- Tompkins. Um, and I'm assuming Jamie Roberts will be there to try and shackle Semi Ranradra because <laughs> he is going to take some fucking stopping, like, if we're honest. But, you know, so I can see <coughs> why he's been brought in. But the Dragons team is on paper as a really good team. Um, yeah, yeah. Except I think second row is 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 weak. I've said that. I think once they lost Corey Hill in the summer, I think that was always going to be the case. But um, yeah, no, I'm with you. Like, I'm 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 really happy with the starting fifteen for him. To be fair, it looks like an actually uh, competitive team. Unfortunately for the Dragons, is how how many games allowed this sort of team out during the season. Uh, yeah, because a lot of them are going to be with Wales and yeah. Well, you'd imagine out of them. Jonah Holmes, Nick Tompkins, potentially Sam Davis, potentially Aston Hewitt, Elliot D. Leon Brown, Aaron Wainwright, Moriarty. I've just took out quite a few of that starting 15. Yeah. yeah, for me, I mean, they've got class everywhere. Pierre Tau and Radraja, the standout ones there. Even the back, back row for Bristol, though. I mean, I think Wales' is back row, um, Dragons' back row is good, but if I think Luatu, like Benno, I've just, he's class Benno. Um, he's, really, he's so good. Uh, and Nathan Hughes, you know, I know he, uh, Eddie, Eddie Jones isn't um, a fan of him anymore, but he seems to have started um, since lockdown. Nathan Hughes has come back into some into a bit of form. And, you know, he, he has been, he's a piece. Like, and if, if he's, if he, he's one of them kind of um, players, like if he's on it, he's, he's class. If he's not, he's a waste of space. Yeah. So if a good Nathan Hughes turns up, then you know, like someone like Moriarty is going to have his hands full trying to c- compete with him. But um, yeah, I mean, look at Bristol's team. There's there is class all over it. Yeah, but, um, I mean, I, I personally don't think he's better than Ross Moriarty. Listen, I might have that, my Welsh tinted glasses on there. The big difference is is how much front bo- front football Moriarty is going to get over Nathan Hughes. Yeah, Nathan Hughes. So my my thing football. with Hughes and go, on, mate, you go. No, I think I think obviously Nathan Hughes with front football, I think, like devastating because he's a good carrier. He offloads a lot, doesn't he, and stuff like that. Like, I, I don't think I don't think Moriarty's going to get much of that front football. If I'm honest. So <laughs> yeah. my, I would say that like I think like Nathan Hughes. If you put Ross Moriarty in his day against Nathan Hughes on his day, I think Hughes is better. He's got. I think he'll have more impact. But I think if you said who would you rather have over the course of a season, you probably have Moriarty. You're probably going to get a bit more consistency out of him and things like that. But you know, let's say which one, which Nathan Hughes is going to turn off. Yeah, I mean, Liverpool, Ben Earl's class. Liverpool is good. Wayne Wright, though, love me a bit of Wayne Wright. Seems to be a bit more form. He kind of dipped a bit after the World Cup, whether it was kind of World Cup blues or not. Um, but it's the same with Wayne, right? He, he, he could potentially spend most of the night just tackling yeah. and very rarely getting his hands on the ball because he's he's quite he's a very very powerful carrier. But yeah, I mean, and that's the thing about the backs. If you, if you just look at that back division, right? I know Bristol got Radrajar and Piertau, but Rodri Williams, Sam Davis, Aston Hewitt, and Jonah Holmes are really um, good finishers. Jonah Holmes scored quite a lot of tries for Leicester. Tompkins, class. Um, so yeah, I mean, if you can get if, if the back line can get ball, 
I think you can attack Bristol. Bristol are probably, you know, you can score points against them, even against their first team. Um, it's just whether they get it. I just think it's just, yeah. yeah I, I, for me, love to see them beat them. Can't see it. I just want to see them compete really well and see that the Dragons are actually making a change. It's all it's all good. I've been saying it for the last few years with the Dragons. They're a little bit of injection of cash. Uh, had a few different coaches and it's like, oh, we're going in the right direction. But I think I think people need to see that they're going in the right direction. It's easy saying it, but, you know, we need to see it. Are you saying, I mean, for me, they're just, if they could get Will Rowlands in and maybe another, a couple of young second rows coming through, I think they, because they have got a good young second row in the Dragons. Um, they'll do all right in the Pro 14, but yeah, this game, I can see Bristol by probably about 20. So yeah, I agree. I so I agree with you about Bristol by about twenty. However, that if I was Dragons, I would take confidence from. Now don't get wrong, Exeter's second team is a very very good second team, but Exeter's second team beat Bristol, um, so that's where I would be if I was I Dragons th- looking for confidence. That's where I'd be taking it from. Yeah, I mean, I, I've watched I've watched Bristol a few times because they're actually really they're really good to watch, but you can score points against them. You know. Yeah. Players like Semi Rajaja, um, I mean, he's, he's probably the best at the moment. He's probably the best back in the world. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's flying that much. But the sort, those sort of players can also not necessarily always defend the best. Um, we'll see. You know, Piers O'Connor at 12, Henry Purdy at 11. They're good players, but they're not the same, on the same standard as Rajaja. Piertal as well, like Charles Piertal was an unbelievable player. Should have probably played for the All Blacks more, but obviously he's been playing abroad. So, no, tough one. Tough one, yeah. So, I'm going Bristol by about 20. Mm, I'll go 25 then. 25. I knew that. To be fair, I thought you, you've you been quite down the Dragons straight away. You text me today with this, the Bristol team just saying bye-bye Dragons. <laughs> I'd want Dragons to win, wouldn't you? I want Dragons to win, but I don't think they will. Yeah, you'd want them to because that means Edinburgh playing, wouldn't it? If, if Edinburgh get through, Edinburgh yeah. got a tough game as well. So there, that's a decent segue, that mate. Yeah. To Bordeaux, Edinburgh, twelve thirty on Saturday. I've been, I've had a look at Bordeaux's teams over the last couple of weekends, and that that um, that young fly off who played for Scott, uh, France against you lot, the Six Nations, that's Jelly Bear plays from, doesn't he? Good player. Yeah, the one that came on because I think he got injured, didn't he? Yeah, very good player. Attacking. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, so, Santiago Cortero. The, the coach has come out and said already, hasn't he? He said, I'd be foolish to try and make Bordeaux do anything else other than attack because the group of players have got, we should just be attacking all the time. All right, good. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully that means it'll be a fairly open game. Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel a bit sorry for Bordeaux because um, with COVID came in, I think they were eight points clear of the league, weren't they? The top of the league. Were they in, uh, in that, that top French league, yeah. Yeah, and obviously and they had the Rada and that then, but obviously yeah. they lost him and then they obviously the, the league just finished. I don't yeah. know, and it's just a new league starting. So looking at like the, the team, I think I mentioned last week, so I won't go into too much about what, on top of what I said last week. I don't think they'll make many changes to the starting lineup. Cockers, it'll be... For me, it'll be. I think Jimmy Ritchie will come back in. Um, it'll be interesting to see if he puts uh, Matter in 
or, or if he puts Nick Hayding in, because Matt has been, I don't know, on class, but he's not been good since he's come back. So he might want to put in like someone like Hayning because he, he does punch holes. But I think Jamie Ritchie will come in for Bradbury. I think Matt will stay in. And I think, uh, as I said, it, I don't know. I think he'll go Sutherland again, but it may be go Schumann, although Schumann's not been as good since he's come back. I think the backs, providing like Duan's fit, they won't change much on that. You know, Duan's made more metres than anyone else in the Challenge Cup this season. He's beaten 28 defenders, made 469 metres. You know, he's um, you know, scored four tries in the tournament as well. So he's just ridiculous. However, Bordeaux are going to be wise. That teams are going to get wise to it because Edinburgh, as you saw against um, Ulster, you know, going to Duhan was kind of like the go-to move. Give him the ball, and it's it's not a bad move to do because he was, you know, especially in the first half before he got injured, he was making meters every single time. But the other players have got to step up, and I think that's what. And this is me, obviously, because I love Matt Scott. They do, they will miss. Like Matt Scott made a lot of meters last season. Or, yeah, well, it's still this season, I suppose, before COVID. And if you look at um, Christine, at, who's playing 12 with Matt Scott played, he doesn't do that. And then, you know, what used to happen is Matt Scott would make a break and then Bennett would feed off that. If um, Christine doesn't make that break, then Mark Bennett, when he gets the ball, is in a different situation. He's not running into space and, you know, going at players in a more open game when the game breaks up a little bit. So I think... I do think Edinburgh have got an issue at 12. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what they, who they put there. If Johnson comes in or George Taylor comes in or they play um, Christine. Um, so that'll be the, someone, someone coming in at 12, possibly. Other than that, I think it stays the same. Yeah, so I'm, I'm just looking here because obviously, uh, obviously Bordeaux lost Raja Raja. I'll tell you what, they, they brought a lad in from the Hurricanes called Ben Lamb on the wing. Yeah. Unbelievable! Yeah, I think he's he's been like top scorer in the Super Rugby like a few seasons on the bounce. <laughs> I didn't, I, I forgot that he signed for. If he plays, class, like yeah. big lad, rapid. Um, people like shocked that he never got a call up to um, uh, for New Zealand. Really, obviously that you know they've got a shit ton of good players, haven't they? So maybe we shouldn't be too shocked, but. Yeah, he'll definitely be on to watch. De- saying that, that, that Jalibert, the bits and pieces I've seen to him, very attacking fly-off, like you were saying, obviously, uh, the coach. They've got that Santiago Cordero, the one who was at Exeter, plays for Argentina. He's an amazing he's an amazing player as well. So, it's a, t- it's a tough one for Edinburgh because I suppose, for us, Bordeaux's a little bit of the unknown, isn't it? Obviously, the coach has said, you know, they're going to attack and stuff. They've got that Ben Tamiafuna as well from Rasa 92, the big tongue and tight head. He's a big lad. Um, yeah, so invariably most French teams strong up front and then hopefully, you know, they usually sometimes have a bit of magic behind them. Obviously, Ben Lamb, Jalibert, Cadero players, like they do have that sort of magic. So it's a tough game, but I mean, you don't know. I mean, they've only played a couple of games as well, haven't they? One. They've only played one. So Edinburgh, right at it. Um, you know, Bordeaux might have played some friendlies or whatever, and then but then, Maybe. but you know, for Edinburgh, they've had they've had three games, a nice week off to prepare, really look at Bordeaux. So you know, you don't know. 
it'd be tough. Uh, obviously, it depends. If to me, it depends if they've learned from the mistakes from the Ulster game. You like to think they did. Um, obviously, you'd like to think some of the players put their hands up and uh, took responsibility. Obviously, um, yeah, tough one. I mean, I haven't really got the chance today. I mean, the thing with the they do and Van der Merwe as well. Is this is kind of a big step up in quality, probably as well. You were just saying there that Bordeaux were winning the league by eight points or something. Yeah. So you know that's a, the the French league is a tough league. There's a lot of good players in there and a lot of good teams. So obviously it's a big step up um, if you can perform to what he's been doing against Bordeaux. The thing about the Challenge Cup as well is it's a bit of a the pool stages are a bit. A bit all over the place, really. Some some French teams don't take it seriously. Um, so because you played Bordeaux in the group stage, didn't you? Yeah. So they um, they lost in they, uh, so Edinburgh lost when they played them in France, but then drew in uh, at Murrayfield. Yeah. So like a lot of French teams, it's weird. I mean, they, they do it in the in the European Cup, the main one as well. Is when they play at home, they put like their full team out, and when they go away. They tend to rest players for their, their top fourteen or whatever. So, like you say, you don't know you don't know what you're getting really. So, I think Edinburgh have got, have got, they've got the tools to win, haven't they? They've got the tools to win. Um, hopefully, they've they've, got, they've got to step up because, as I think I mentioned last week as well, under Cockers they've lost four out of four knockout matches. So you know, yeah, they have to at some point they have to turn that. Yeah, and hope uh, whether it's whether it's going to be this week, I don't. My head says no. My head says Bordeaux by ten. Um, but fingers, I'm just I'm hoping that you know Edinburgh come out to try and prove a point. I, I, but they yeah, have to I, play I, very very well to get anywhere, you know, to to get something out of the game. No, they, they should have confidence. I mean, the the Ulster game, as bad as it was, they lost with the last kick of the game. In a game, all right, a game they should have won. It is a game, a game that after 60-odd minutes, they were in control of where they was in the palm of their hands. And I suppose, you know, hopefully they've got the experience now that Van der Volta or whoever, half-backs, whoever, someone's got to grab that team. I suppose that's probably what they need as well, is hopefully the leaders stand up and take a hold of the team in those sort of situations. Um Oh, what am I going to do with this? I'll, 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 I've got to go Bordeaux just because it's, I think it's away in France, isn't it? Tough, yeah, agree, yeah. Tough. Not a lot of teams go over there to win, but I, I, I reckon close. I'm going to go Bordeaux by five. Bordeaux by five. I think it's going to be close. I, I just think like Edinburgh will be right on with the match fitness and stuff, and not, you don't know what their fitness is like. They've only played once. It's tough. It's tough. But I mean, they've got big squads as well, haven't they? No, no. I'll, I'll go Bordeaux by five. I think Edinburgh. Forwards, the forwards have been, the, the forwards who've been in, in form for Scotland are pretty much the forwards in, in the Edinburgh team, aren't they? Sutherland, McAnally, Watson, Rich will probably play. You know. Um, so, yeah. Bordeaux by five. All right. So... Last game, quarter past eight on Saturdays, Toulon Scarlets. Um, 
There's going to be no Liam Williams, no Patzel. Um, two big losses, I think. Patzel especially. Um, although Dan Jones has been playing well, but obviously I think Patzel's a step above him. Patzel's like an international ten. Um, another tough game, isn't it? It's another tough game. It's away. <laughs> Toulon. And Toulon aren't the Toulon of when they were winning, when they won three European Cups on the bounce. They're not that team anymore, but they've got a load, a, a lot of very, very good players. Although I did read the other day that, um, or I heard the other day, Etzebeth's not definitely not playing. Happy with that? Yeah, it's a big plus. That he's well, Etzebeth's probably second best lock in the world, probably behind Brody Retallick. So, uh, and I think the the fly off who usually plays them is it below young lads play for France as well. I don't think he's playing either. So. Um, yeah, I don't know what's the other to... guy. Yeah, is it Serin? He's he's off. He's in... he he played ten for him. He played ten for him on, uh, the yeah. weekend. Just gone. Uh, he's very yeah, very good, very good scrummer. Yeah, I wonder if um, Parisi is going to play. He played on Saturday as well. Yeah, Sunday yeah, yeah, yeah. played on it. Yeah, I mean they're they're a decent team out the weekend. Very, I say decent, a very good team out. Uh, I know, but uh, Serin's uh, he's a top quality scrummer. Is he, the same 10, 10? Is he the same at ten? I mean, in France, they make they make more of a thing. The nines are really more the controller than they are at tens. Yeah. Um, um, Olivon plays, doesn't he? He's decent. Olivon, class. Yeah, yeah, very good player, and he played very well. He's probably the best back row player in the Six Nations at the time. This season was the best one. If he wasn't the best one, he was right up there for it. So it, it's the same. It, it, for the Scarlets, though, the Scarlets have got a really good team. I think they've got a really good chance. But I think it's the same as um, as Edinburgh. It's sort of, you're, one, you're away in France. Two, Toulon are just full of international players. Um, and for Scarlet, unfortunately missing Pats, unfortunately missing... Liam Williams, but I think the way they'll line up, they've still got a top class. Jonathan Davis apparently is fit to play, which is huge. Yeah. Uh, obviously, match fitness, you don't know, but I do think he's one of them players. I reckon you could throw him in and he'd be class, hopefully. So, I mean, I think it's probably going to be half penny fullback. Steph Evans, who's been in unbelievable form. Uh, Steph Evans and McNichol on one wing. And then Johnny Williams and Jonathan Davis centres. Be nice to see how that partnership works. Johnny Williams has started very well, um, but obviously this is who, who, who's played in his absence. Was it Hughes? Steph Hughes, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. he's like a very, he's a very good club player, Steph Hughes. But I mean, yeah. he's, I mean, he, he captains the Scarlets if he's in the team. Steph Hughes, if Ken Owens isn't starting, um. Very highly regarded the club, but I think he's one of them players. I don't know how, how, who I would compare him to, but he's like you know one of them club players. It's just like the rock of the club. Um, so that is for, for who was it? I can't remember his name now. It's going to annoy me. Nick Deluca was like that. He, he's the, he's the guy when all the internationals were. He's he's like the glue. 
Oh. He's like the glue in the team and stuff like that. Like, so. Nick, Nick DeLuca was a bit different. Nick DeLuca was like class for club and then whenever he stepped up to international, he just couldn't do it. Yeah, I think Steph Hughes is probably just under international. Yeah. Can play in the Pro 14 and all that. Does a really good job. Ken Owens, was, Ken Owens is captain, isn't he? Yeah, but that, that's, that's what Steph Hughes does. When Ken Owens isn't in the team, he captains ah, okay. the team. Yeah. Get you. Get so, you. But that, I mean, obviously Dan Jones, Gareth Davis is fit, so that's a big plus for him. On his day, Gareth Davis, top class, decent. top class from yeah. half, yeah. And the forwards, I mean, the forwards, the forwards is, is decent. Samson Lee looks up at it. Ken Owens, Win Jones, front row. I think that's really good front row. And imagine second row, they're probably going to go for Lousy uh, and Jake Ball. Lousy's, um, he's not Nakarawa, but he's in the Nakarawa mould. Yeah. You know, uh, Pacific Islander, lots of offloads, physical. Um, very good player, uh, and in the back row, I, I don't know what, what, what we'll do in the back row. I think they'll they'll go. I think they'll go big. So I think it might be. Um, I'd imagine it's going to be Kasim, Calamafoni, and probably Josh McLeod. I think James Davis might be on the bench just in case it's close and it opens up. He hasn't really had a lot of game time, and Josh McLeod's been unbelievable. He's got the most turnovers in Pro 14 this season by. A country mile, um, so I think they'll go big in the back row. Um, yeah, for, for, for me, I think they've got. I think they've got a, a really good chance. But I think for for the Scarlets, and I'd probably I'd say the same about Edinburgh. They've got to be in the game with you know twenty minutes to go, because the Scarlets can play some really great off the cuff rugby. The French aren't necessarily known for the fitness. Um, so I always think that you've got to you've really got to stay in the game I mean they played them twice in the pool stage I think I think two on one both games but I think they were I think the one in two long was quite convincing but I think the one at the Scarlet's was they either drew I think they might have drew rather than lost um, so they know each other both teams know each other um, and I think it's just stay in the game 20 minutes to go if it's you know if it's a one score game 20 minutes to go I think it's 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 there for them to win but I don't know it's one of I suppose it's a bit like you with Edinburgh does your heart out where we had and if yeah. I was going to be completely honest I don't know what Baptiste Saran is like as a 10 but you think probably, so again I don't know what Saran's like as a 10. I'm not sure whether he'll play 10. I don't know. I don't know whether that was just an experiment in the league. Um, so I'll say, if Saran plays scrum off, too long by 10 or 15, maybe. 10. If Saran plays fly off, there's a chance. I don't know. I, I Listen, too long to win. Too long to win, isn't it? Away in France, French French touch judges and TMOs, Irish referees. Uh, too long have got to be the favourites. End of. But yeah, I do so think. I, I, I do think no, go on. Yeah, so I, I, I think this is the one that if any of the home, any of the the Scottish Welsh teams are going to win, I think it'll be this one. So I still think too long will win. 
but I'll say they'll be within a score. Yeah. I think it'll be yeah. very close. Within seven points. I'd say within five points. Yeah, I'd, you know, I'd, I'd agree. I'd agree. I, I, I just think the Scarlet's team is actually quite a settled team. Um, I think it'd be Califamoni. Califamoni. And Johnny Williams would probably be the only sort of new players in. But I think for the Scarlet's, they've got a lot of players who returning from injuries. I think John Davis is a factor. If he's if he's firing all all cylinders from the get go, which you know is unlikely with the time he's had off. If he's firing all cylinders, that's a, that's a huge factor. It's a huge factor. But I think it's it's a lot for to to ask of him to be right back at it after not playing since last what October. Yeah. Uh, in a World Cup, um, they must have seen. So uh, uh, the rumor was that they reckon he probably could have played that last game um, against the Dragons, but they were kind of holding him back just to get a lot of fitness. And listen, if they didn't think he could play, he wouldn't be playing at the end of the day. They didn't the think thing he is, could. an eighty percent Jonathan Davis is still pretty. He's better than, he's, yeah, he's better than most players, isn't it? It's better than most. Most players, so yeah, it's an interesting one because I mean, like with with Toulon, it to me they're they're not they're not the same Toulon as they were when they won three on the bounce. Yeah. With all the world superstars and those, those teams had Johnny Wilkinsons and a Matt Gitto and stuff. Those top class controls, and I'm not sure where they where they have them players though. So, um, Scarlets for the chance. Toulon with you, then I'll go Toulon five or seven points, something like that, within a score, I think. Um, like for me, and same with Edinburgh, if you're in the game with 20 minutes to go, they've got chances. Yeah, agreed. Big yeah. chances, especially with fitness. Um, it's a, to, to me, it's a, I think the back divisions can, can damage the French teams. It will always... As most games, but it'll, it'll be decided by the forwards. If Edinburgh and Scarlets can get parity with the with um, Bordeaux and Toulon, I think the, the games are there to be taken. The games are there to be taken. I do think Scarlets maybe with a better um, a better chance, as well as they've got a lot of players in their teams that have won either big games for Wales or internationally, and they've actually won semis and finals as well in Pro 14 or Pro 12 at the time. So they've got players who can do it as well. That's that's also a big thing. They've, they've had players who've been in situations. You know, they went to Leinster and won a semi-final in Dublin with the player sent off in the first half. It's no mean feat if you look. If you look what Leinster have done now, and I know it's a good few, you know what four years ago, three years ago now. Um, so I know a lot's changed, but that's still a mean feat. So um, yeah, it's not all doom and gloom. I do think Bristol. No chance. Um, unless, listen, unless there's some freaky red card or something, and that could change, that could change everything, couldn't it? But um, yeah. definitely, Red Bristol, his hamstring five minutes in. Yeah, and then Piertel, you know, dislocates a finger and can't come back on or something. Nothing too brutal, just for that game. Um, yeah, so Bristol by twenty. I think we're both on agreement. You said about twenty-five, didn't you? 
Yeah. Gold there by 10. I said by 10, didn't I? Yeah, same. Um, and then too long, mate, like by a score. I don't know what score, but by a score. Um, so it sounds like we're a bit down on him, but obviously we're actually quite... We like to think we're very honest in these sort of situations. We kind of... Tough game. Tough games, that's why. Yeah, they're tough games. The two, well, the two away, all, all away. You, you go into Bristol with a huge budget. We've got one of the best teams in the league. And then you go into two, you know, one one is a juggernaut in French rugby and Toulon. Not necessarily the same team, but they're still a juggernaut in French rugby. And then Bordeaux, like you said, who were eight points ahead before COVID scrapped the league. So all tough games. I'd love it if all of them went through. Dragons, Edinburgh. Be a nice little semi-final, wouldn't it? Decent. Then, after uh, that, yeah. Who's the other quarter-final? Uh, I don't know. I'll find out now. Uh, I should know, really. Yeah, we should really know, shouldn't we? We are shite. Goals and... I'm just on the, on the app now, checking. Matches. On Saturday or Sunday, do you reckon? Uh, be Sunday. Yeah, uh, Leicester Tigers be. Leicester versus Cast. I imagine Cast going to win that. Cast going to win that. Leicester. Is that Leicester? Yeah. So Leicester. Yeah. Leicester beat Northampton. Yeah. yeah, they did. Yeah. So maybe that's a bit of confidence, but in general. Well, that Leicester. See that Leicester. Leicester fullback Stewart. He looked very yeah. good. Yeah, he looks alright, doesn't he? Yeah, I did yeah. watch the game. I was flicking between the games. I was watching that game and then I started watching Sale versus Bath. Priestland having a flyer at the moment. Very well, isn't he? Very well. <laughs> Leicester, Leicester at the moment, they just they don't get any ball. They're just defending constantly. Well, I think, I think with Leicester is... And I think with a good few teams in the Premiership, none of them, they know they're not going down. So it's a bit like Pro 14. It's just like, well, we can throw people in here now. Got some good players last though on paper. It's just uh... yeah, 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 yeah. It's I mean yeah, I mean they've got some average players. There's a guy called Matt Scott or something in the centre. Average. Uh, I said because um, um, Alex Dunbar's looking for a club. Get him to Leicester, outside centre with Matt Scott. I'm happy with him. Oh, get that world class centre in there now. He's like he's having to defend a lot. He's having to defend a lot. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't got a lot of ball like. no yeah alright okay so hopefully um, I'll have the opportunity to watch all these games this weekend it's going to be class you're going to be able all to right, watch hope, hopefully um, I'll be in work Saturday a little bit but I should be pretty much I should get to watch most of them I reckon bit, a bit of a mix bit of a mix because I'll be watching I'll definitely watch Edinburgh Um I'll definitely watch Scarlets. Uh, what's the other one on Friday? Friday's your game. I'll probably watch Fridays as well. Yeah, I'll probably watch them. And uh, Matt Scott's playing for Leicester. So, yeah, I'll probably watch them all. I'm just trying to see. Yeah, Obviously, the Everton, Everton game's on as well. I'll have to watch that because uh, if it's anything like uh, Sunday, then um, then we will be class because we were unbelievable on uh, for Everton mm-hmm. anyway. you got to remember, I'm a very, I've been disappointed by Everton. So, I mean, it's hard work for me. I'm an Everton fan. I'm a Scotland fan. What do you mean? Unbelievable, that's a stretch. Yeah. Like, they were well, they, well they, you've got to think how Everton played for the last couple of seasons. That was unbelievable. 
Uh, I'm not saying it was unbelievable in the grand scheme of things. I'm saying for Everton, it was unbelievable. We got West Brom. Oh, it would be on at the same time as um, the Edinburgh game, wouldn't it? I'll be flicking through both. Ooh, that's, I'd, I'd pick the rugby, mate. I'd be flicking through both. Oh, well, what I'll probably do is I'll have one on my iPad and one on my phone. That's it. That's the one you're doing, it. Or one on the laptop, one on the iPad. Yeah. See, I haven't got my laptop out here with me. I've only got iPad, iPhone, so. Oh, well, there you go, then. Yeah, so. The uh, Everton game probably on TV. On, like, someone will have it on their, on their actual proper TV, so I'll have that on TV and then on the... No one else wants to watch that, mate. Yeah, let's see. Let's see. <laughs> All right, sound. So, obviously, next week we'll be able to talk about... Uh, these games um, we will we will definitely do a quiz next week it's my fault for not doing a quiz this week because I've been mad busy I'm out out of the uh, the prison now but I've just been mad busy it wasn't really a prison but uh, so hopefully we'll do a quiz next week and uh, yeah well uh, obviously uh, next week I'm not sure when we'll do it because I might not be I don't know where I'm going to be next week so we'll definitely do one next week We'll obviously probably re- review the games. We'll do a quiz. I'll, I'm off. I'm off work all week next week, so I'll definitely do some fucking forfeits. Um, I do. Jet wash to the face. Jet wash to the I'll, face. I'll, I'll, I'll take the jet wash to the face. All right. <laughs> Rim that. Mum's got a, the missus. One we got a jet wash. I'll do a jet wash to the face. Happy that. I'll shut you and then brise up on it. Yeah. Wow. I'll get the video of it on Instagram as well. Yeah, well, yeah, so, yeah, there'll be video everywhere, like yeah, proof. <laughs> um, sound, yeah. Oh, I see. A, a bit of a, uh, just a quick shout out before we finish. Good old waggers came up with a subject to talk about a British, a, a British sevens team. Say like a British Lions sevens team. Who would you pick in a British Lions sevens team? I mean, that's quite a good discussion. So, I think that's something we might do in the future. Very good suggestion, Waggles. I think I he's playing Williams in his, didn't he? Yeah. It's not a bad show, fairly. Not a bad show. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't have Hog, mate. Made a glass. Can't have... So, when Sevens players score, try, score tries, they don't really celebrate because he's knackered. Liam Williams is a I bit of a douche and cele- celebrates every try he scores. So. Are you serious? Stuart Hogg, mate, loves it, doesn't he? Loves it when he scores. They yeah, should love it. When <laughs> legend. Liam Williams, mate, legend. Douche. Score. Good player, though. Good player, though. One of the best Lions tries going. Amazing. Yeah, both good players. He, he didn't score one of the best lines I going. No, I said he set up one of the best uh, lines I going. Jonathan Davis did. It was his pass. Yeah, right. <laughs> details, details. Right, okay, so, so yeah, we'll review this. If there's any other ideas, any questions or anything you want to say, let us know. You can find us on our Instagram and our Facebook, which is the same, Dragonfish or Rugby Pod. Or on Twitter, which is at DT Rugby Pod. Anything to add, Michael? No, that's it from me, mate. And that's it from me. We'll speak to you next week. See you later. Bye. Have a good weekend. And you, mate. Bye.